Knox here. It's Thursday afternoon. sunny today. It may be raining some more. It rained a lot yesterday and the day before. We need it. That's for sure. So, I've been very busy of late with the uh, business things, working things. I'm still trying to finish my album, One Man's Opinion of Moonlight. Um, that is my top goal, and to do that I need to make money. Um, I thought driving for Lyft would do that, but it's... it's uh, Lift is uh, make ends meet money, not finish an album money or go to Italy money. It's, uh, it's okay. I enjoy it actually. To be honest, I, I I really like meeting people and talking to them. I'm learning a lot. It's actually it's helping me figure out some aspects to my future stage shows that. Just listening to people and how um, how how I might incorporate things I've learned um, uh, in, in, in a live situation uh, using both music and spoken word and and projections. That's kind of where I'm going, you know, movies. Uh, um, what I have intuited talking to younger people when they find out that I was I grew up in Berkeley in the 60s and San Francisco in the 70s they want to know what it was like um, and not just the glitzy, outrageous, you know, rock and roll night fantasy stories, the, you know, what, what the culture was like, what our lives were like, what, I think they sensed there was, it was a, there was a, there was air to breathe back then, there was room to move, there was, Things, all the air seems to have been sucked out of of it of everything around here now, and uh, it was a, you know people were authentic, or, or much more authentic, and uh, you know we hadn't all been you know I mean, you know they hadn't turned our culture into basically a marketplace. There was a culture, there was an actual culture that so that enabled there to be a counterculture. There's no counterculture anymore because the second there is a, even the slightest glimmer of something the marketers co-opted and put it in an ad 
on television. You know? So, um, so there is a real fascination with with what it was like and what we were like, what we were trying to do, and you know, I've never I've never forgotten any of that. I've never given up on any of that. I've made some very conscious decisions in my life to not be co-opted or not allow myself, not to sell out, as we said back when uh, when uh, I was young. But, uh, yeah, my new motto is, of, of course I know what I want to do is impossible, and that is why it's going to happen. And um, I went to see Lord at... Uh, the Oakland Coliseum the other night, and um, it was kind of interesting. She didn't have a band play with her. It was um, basically backing tracks, very super loud and uh, over compressed. And uh, I mean, the audience was going nuts for her. It was too much for me and uh, my friend uh, I was with. We we left after about three songs, but. Uh, you know, she, she's got a certain amount of authenticity, and I can I, I see why she appeals to people. Nonetheless, the, the actual show is not, not to my liking. Didn't phase her audience a bit, though. Uh, the op other opening act, uh, Run the Jewels, they, of course, have a DJ, so, again, no band. And then... The opening, very opening act, Tove Sterk, uh, she had two guys playing. And I, there might have been a pre-recorded pre-recorded tracks also. And then one guy playing percussion, electronic percussion, and another guy playing a, a synthesizer slash sampler. And um, she, I liked her. You know, it was kind of almost a live, actual live performance, so. I mean, everybody was really singing and rapping, of course, but unlike some acts. But um, it was interesting because I was—I it was my first time to go in the Oakland Coliseum sober, ever. And uh, one thing that struck me was uh, I. I looked around very carefully and at everything and I, I decided I could play there. Not not this year, maybe next year. I, I could do it though. I could walk out on stage and perform there. Will that happen? Who knows? Most likely not, but given the opportunity, I could do it. That I know. Um, and uh, yeah, of course, uh, I I don't think I would uh, be using uh, a DJ. Maybe you never know. Um, but uh, yeah, it was very very illuminating. Uh, I love the lights they have now. Amazing stuff. Beautiful, powerful stuff. Um, I'm working on projections for my next live show to be projected on a screen in back of me. 
And that's it's a slow process because I'm so busy doing everything else. Right now, what I'm trying to do is finish my album, and I've talked about it before. I think in my last podcast, I included a, a raw recording of coming back to me. Um, I'm really excited about finishing that album, and I think um, it will open some doors and some to some bookings, and you know, begin the actual process of, of uh, things. And you know, my producer played my stuff for, to some guys he knows in the industry, and they said, "Oh yeah, this guy's really good." You know, what's his story? And the guy. My, he said, well, he's in his 40s. And I go, oh, what are you going to do about that? I mean, that's just, that's impossible. And he didn't want to tell them. He said he couldn't tell them that I was really in my 60s because they would have just looked at him like I'm, he's crazy. But maybe he is, maybe I am. But this is, I'll close with this and you'll hear it again. Of course, it's impossible. And that is why it's going to work or going to happen. This is Knox, over and out. Until next time, riding the wild bubble with you.